George, if you were in charge right now, it's part seven, it's out, it's making money, people dig it, where do you go from here? Uh, to New York, obviously. Is that where you go? <laughs> you go to New York? Wow. Yeah, you're pretty Man. good. <laughs> two for two, George. You're two for two. <laughs> it's yeah. like you watched it. <laughs> is, that where, is that where he goes? What? Somehow. Somehow he gets out of a lake and heads to New he York. He goes to Vancouver, yeah. guys. Beautiful mountains. <laughs> hey, so yeah. tell me, George, I know you've got notes for part eight, and I just want to oh, hear God. them. I want to hear those Can't notes. Wait. I have more notes for part eight. <laughs> I wonder if they match my first comment. <laughs> first note. Okay, it's going to be one of those kind of movies. <laughs> Do you remember when you wrote that, by chance? No. Yeah, the no, credits. I don't remember. <laughs> it was before the first two kills because it was... Then my next note is first two kills were underwhelming. <laughs> I like the name of the ship. Yes, the Lazarus. The Lazarus. Because Lazarus dies, and, and then it comes is back. Yep. Resurrected. Uncle, what's his name? Played by Bill Bill Nye, the Science Guy. <laughs> 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 that was some top-notch fake guitar playing. Uh, not a very safe boat. <laughs> it's, I mean, there's like no rail. What the heck? It is not up to code. That's not a safe boat. Ah. <laughs> uh, so you uh, could die on that boat even without Jason walking yeah, around. You don't, you don't need Jason on that boat to die. You just stand next to the non-railing edge. Jason isn't even actually on the boat. He's just a manifestation of all the safety violations. Right. <laughs> he's he's OSHA. He's not Jason. He's OSHA. <laughs> Uh, little little Jason popping out of the mirror looked terrible. Little mm. Jason. Yeah, well, young Jason oh, okay. popping you out of the mirror, swimming I, in the. I uh, thought you were oh, watching right, right. the gag reel. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, next note: gotta have a shower scene. Yeah. Um, okay. Captain's, the captain's throat slit could have been so cool. What a shame. They totally blew it. They cut away too soon. Mm. They should have had him lean back further and really show that thing flop open. Absolutely. That would have been awesome. Absolutely. A theory. Jason hates bad acting. (laughs) Whenever he witnesses bad acting, stabby, stabby. Stabby, stabby. (laughs) Uh, we we've reached that point where we're <laughs> we're now doing callbacks to people's <laughs> sayings. That's good. Stabby 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 stabby. I like stabby stabby. <laughs> uh, all right, Bill Nye's gonna put that fire or that flare gun up crazy guy's ass. Uh, it doesn't look like they're gonna make it to New York. Oh, never mind. They're there. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck kind of needle is that? <laughs> Jesus. That's <laughs> one of them. Oh, my God. It's funny. I'm, I'm waiting for RoboCop to show up. It was awfully wiggly, that needle. <laughs> Lots of wiggling. S- Savini needed to come back for that effect. Oh, my God. He just got his head punched clean off. <laughs> Amazing. Worth the price of yes, admission. <laughs> toxic sludge. And that's not even the, that's not even the toxic sludge that... Uh, 
fills the sewer. That's the toxic sludge that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bill Nye gets. Yes. Dunked in. Yes. Apparently New York City covered in toxic sludge. Where the fuck are all the New Yorkers? <laughs> where, where the fuck is RoboCop? Oh, there's all the New Yorkers. All of the electrical is labeled very clearly in this movie. <laughs> Seriously, under the lake, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's code. The high uh, voltage yeah, shit. It's yeah. Fifty thousand volts exactly. Yes. So it takes fifty thousand to resurrect Jason and six thousand to not kill him on a train. Wait, track. I thought it took one point twenty one gigawatts. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, look, an open manhole. How convenient. What a <laughs> clever way to be in New York and not have to fuck around with all those extras. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's too expensive. <laughs> they to- had budget issues. Yeah, toxic waste. <laughs> toxic waste. Oh, my God. This is so bad. <sighs> Summary. Lots of kills. No gore. Is there anything redeemable about this movie? I don't know. You hurt my soul, George. You hurt my soul. Mm. We're going to try. He went to New York. He went to New York and he didn't do a high leg kick with the Rockets. Yeah, it's he, fucked up. He didn't, you know, pursue his dream of auditioning for a Broadway <laughs> musical. He didn't even have any pizza. <laughs> uh, he didn't have any pizza. Nobody had pizza in this movie. He did not even confront the naked cowboy. Like, come on. You have to. Yeah. He didn't wait in line for any tickets. <sighs> what song would Jason choose if he was auditioning for Broadway? Well, he used uh, Start Spreading the News, New York, New York, mm. in his commercial for this the, movie. The trailer, yeah. The best part of this movie is the poster. <laughs> yeah, the poster they, the, they got sued over that they can't put yeah, on any yeah, of the promotional materials. That is the best part yeah. of this movie. They took the I Love New York icon, the mm-hmm. logo, the white poster, and then they had the Jason like knife coming through it, so it was like spilled open, and he was the hockey mask was behind it. Mm-hmm. It looked really cool. Then they got sued, or and threatened. Sued. with. They got a and d so they, they didn't use it. It's still on Google if you want to look at it's it. It's floating around, yeah. I like the cover art of him like looming over the city, but it's not nearly as cool. Mm-hmm. No, that's, it's iconic, that that image i mean the tourist alone the tourist uh society should have been like you know what (laughs) let's just let them use it i mean yeah let's talk about new york in 1989 right like not the best time to be (laughs) downtown in manhattan so that's true i mean jason's the best thing that'll happen to you in times square back then it's either jason (laughs) or a high tax on soda something's gonna clean that place up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know the brothels and the uh, the peep houses and uh, right there that weren't there anymore. Like after during that movie, that was where you don't go when you're there with your family is at Times Square. So it, they cleaned it up a bit. Mm. It's way different now. Yeah, the way it was portrayed, it was like I said, it looked like what was what was the city in RoboCop? Was it Detroit? Yeah, or yeah, Delta City. Yeah. Detroit. That's how it was portrayed. Like, oh yeah, it was like it was terrible. But that's how New York was then, man. Like downtown. It was like post Biff. The the Forty <laughs> Second Street area, nineteen eighty five B. Ironic, yeah. it because that's the part of the city you had to go to if you wanted to watch 
like Argento movies and movies like this that aren't mainstream. Yeah. Like, so it's like they're featuring themselves. Now, in mm. this era, you have RoboCop, which has like a a very post-apocalyptic feel, kind of like parts of this movie. You have Maniac mm-hmm. Cop, which is about a New York mm. police officer who becomes a Jason type guy and does a bunch of killing and stabbing. Mm-hmm. You have this movie. <laughs> stabbing. And then you have Ninja Turtles. Right. And it's like yeah. they're all in the same universe. It's a very weird time. And Batman, 89 Batman, and Batman. appears yeah. in this movie on the poster, which is cool. But also yeah. just the, the Gotham of that era is very much influenced by this New York. Very weird time for New York. You know how I knew this movie was going to be great, guys? I don't know. No, I, I, I've told you before. This is my part three for Travis, right? Like, this okay. is the first one I saw taped off USA on a VHS. Thanks, Brian, for bringing it over. Aztec uh, Goldeneye, Brian, <laughs> brought this over so we could watch it. So I have a, a there's a soft spot in my, my heart for this movie. But today, revisiting it with lowered expectations, having known. The last time I watched it wasn't so fun. Hit play on the DVD, Paramount logo, and instead of a ki, 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 ma, 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 right? No dramatic killer mom. No. Instead you get J-A-A, son, un, un. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, that's a suit mistake nope, right there. Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> Didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, no Which no leads me here. right to my first note. What? <laughs> this movie is terrible. All caps in his notes. All caps. Way. This movie is, I, th- I think what I actually wrote was, get it out the way, this is a terrible movie. <laughs> Let's write our own. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Okay, the opening monologue of this, we were talking about how part seven's opening just gets it, right? Yeah. Tied, tied with or very close to part four for the best summation and introductory part of the movie in any of the franchise. In a franchise where every movie has an introductory part. Like, that's a thing they do. Mm-hmm. The guy that wrote this movie, I don't think he saw any of those movies, guys. Because <laughs> this opening <laughs> montage is like one part the radio broadcasts from, like, Day of the Dead or something. Like, one of those weird <laughs> zombie movies in the 80s. But then it really has, like, the feel of a sleazy Cinemax movie. Like, I was mm. waiting for Nico Masterakis to pop up and just be like, hey... <laughs> It's Nico, or however a Greek guy would talk. Is he actually Greek? I mean, I assume he's Greek because he shoots movies. You don't know. Yeah, do you guys have that any last idea? name? Definitely. Nico Masterakis. Is that? Am I saying it right? Does anyone? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No. You don't. It's too bad. His Island of the Dead, Island of Death, Island of Death, by Nico Masterakis. Do not watch that movie on my recommendation, but check it out. It's so gross. Is he related to Zach Galifianakis? I don't think so. He did do. Uh, he did a bunch of movies. He was one of these guys, Nico. This is the now the Nico Masterakis poca- uh, podcast. Uh, I'm not even we sure I can say him. his name uh, correctly. <laughs> I, I'm afraid I'm saying it wrong. Anyway, Nico, this movie producer slash director guy who did a bunch of wacky movies in the 70s and 80s. He did one called In the Cold of the Night, which is like one of the contributory movies to the NC-17 rating, which is fun. Because the the MPAA just didn't know what to do if the lady got on top. Like, is that an X rating? We don't know. <laughs> and so you still can't see cash and prizes. So I don't see why. Yeah, not. there was no angry, no angry, no pickle angry in that. pickle in that movie. But they still <laughs> had trouble. Anyway, 
if you ever get a chance to see in the cold of the night uh it's a bonkers right in this era 80s flick that's like two parts basic instinct and one part robocop Hmm. i love it we'll watch it at some point with george because it's so insane but (laughs) anyway this movie starts off like a sleazy late night cinemax movie not a jason movie why why george i need answers they were trying something different i don't know there's a lot of hair metal up Uh, front, though i like that i did like the uh i did like the yacht in Mm. the lake the fuck it's a yacht in a lake. I mean, they've got a river that leads to the lake. That guy says that one time in the movie about the river. Right. So obviously it's true. <laughs> Actually, boats of that size that are like not quite yacht size, but like big fancy <laughs> boats. It's like a 150 foot yacht. If you guys have seen the show Ozark, right? Yes, I have. Yes. They use those kind of, rich people have those kind of boats on the Lake of the Ozarks. So I imagine Camp Crystal Lake or in this movie it's <laughs> Crystal Lake Camp because they can't even get the fucking sign right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Camp Crystal Light. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Anyway, so whatever part of New Jersey slash Connecticut slash California Camp Crystal Lake anyway. Let me draw back my uh, anger for a second because this movie pisses <laughs> me off a little bit. Bring it back. Bring, bring it, back. it back. Well, Speaking of Crystal Lake, uh, the good part about this movie is that they decided to take him out of Crystal Lake, but he's, which is a good he's idea. He's so good at Crystal Lake. It's a great idea, but they just... They, I'm sitting here going, why do you take a great idea again and then ruin it by having zero vision and zero ability to execute that idea? Because, I mean, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, Crystal Lake is a lake. How does, how's there a boat? They blew it. Going to get to New York from a lake. They blew now, it. Now, where we live, you know, we have Cooper River. It kind of looks like a lake. Now, what what is the longitude but and latitude of Cooper River? I think I really need to nail down the geography. I don't know that shit, but I do know that I've it's never a lake. Seen, I've never seen a yacht on Cooper what River. What part of the no. mailman is Cooper River in? Just uh, he would be in the uh, the pants area, the pants knees Ooh, area, river in the pants. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> but I mean, you can understand if it was a tributary of some sort that would go to the lake. I don't know, but I just it's. Just I think not we explained. need. I think we need a lake expert. How do you get a fucking boat out of a lake to New York City? How? Why didn't they just think of something else and say, okay? Maybe we figure out a way to get him to a boat that's not in the lake. Then that fixes that problem. I don't know. I was I was so pissed. Well, off. he eventually did that anyway. It wasn't like the Lazarus was the same boat as the yacht. Yeah, it's pretty strange to take a boat to a boat. <laughs> that seems redundant. Like, like I, I wrote it down. This movie has more holes than seems, Jason's hockey mask. It like, seems there's just redundant. too many fucking holes in this movie. <laughs> It seems redundant, <laughs> and also it's redundant. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. You know what really I, hammers I, your point home is the second redundant. I like that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't Not say... Not only is it redundant. I wouldn't say that the movie doesn't have vision. I would say the makers of the movie don't know how to write a budget. Okay, yeah. Like, the idea of getting issues. Jason to New York is like a really good marketing opportunity, especially in the late 80s when it's such a poo hole anyway, mm-hmm. that 
we might as well just put this horrible Jay. He won't. If you put Jason Voorhees in Times Square, nobody'd even notice he was there, right? Like mm. somebody's saying that in marketing meetings in 1988 and 89, and they're not wrong, right? It's just the the idea that you could be so bad at planning to make a movie that you would base your ideas around that concept and then not actually get the money to do it is ridiculous. It's I mean, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, like in 76 when they remade King Kong, they were like, okay, we're just going to try to figure out how to get him at the top, top of the Empire State Building. So then they built all the story around uh, or the uh, World Trade Center because it was a new building at the time. They wanted to kind of showcase it. So they changed the whole story just to showcase those buildings. Same thing with, with King Kong versus Godzilla. They're like, we have a great idea. We want them to fight each other, but we have no idea how this little gorilla is going to be in the same frame with this giant. So let's figure out a way. And, the, and then you watch it you're like, oh, my God. It's, it's so terrible. It doesn't make sense. But you had a you had a idea and you did everything wrong to get to that idea. And it's just that's what they did with this movie. Well, and that's how they They're got just... to the ending of part five, right? The last chase in part yeah. five is sweet. But getting there is just a whole bunch of bad decisions and kind of fudged answers and, you know, fuzzy math, as we used to call it in the early aughts. Lots of just round down, round yeah. up. Get to the get to your conclusion instead of actually building uh, like a cogent path to get there. Lack of vision. So, guys, Crystal Lake Camp. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> guys, we're in the eighth movie of the franchise. Is there nobody in the like in the family of people making this movie? They're like, oh, guys, it's actually Chris, Chris, Crystal yeah. Lake. The camp. It's comes like the first. Niners one at a Crystal Stick Park, <laughs> or was it was a candle 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 park stick? Candle park stick. <laughs> candle Park Stick. Stick Candle Park. You guys go to Stick Candle Park? It's great. So I do like that they lit up the new fake Camp Crystal Lake area like it's a uh, the parking lot of a gas station and like a high crime area. <laughs> you know, it's like it's daylight lighting around this area at night with the couple on the one boat. Generator. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's a fun touch. I'm sure it was an accident. They probably just like had a Motel Six next to a lake somewhere, and we're just like, "Oh, hey, put up a new sign." Is it Camp Crystal Lake? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Nobody will notice. Maybe it's a fake camp, and this is all a reality show, and they just made the sign wrong. Whoa, hollow deck, mm. mind blown. Well, they had fifty thousand volts to work with. Yes, so allegedly. I mean, it was forty thousand last time we asked them. It keeps going up. I don't know. <laughs> So, like, when I was a kid, again, standard definition TV on a taped off TV videotape. I couldn't tell. The kill at the beginning, the guy that gets the old spear gun through the through the middle bits, when he retracts that out, there's like tubing from the, the spear gun. In standard def as a kid, I was convinced I just saw a man get his guts ripped out. Totally <laughs> way cooler terrible. than what actually happened. <laughs> yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah, there's rubber tubes for uh, misleading. You really don't get any guts in a Jason movie, do you? Like, up mm-hmm. to this point, we haven't seen any intestines. Well, Dr. Cruz, uh, the kill that didn't make the cut, no pun intended, um, they showed his guts. They had some guts, yeah. It's kind of surprising, given that you've got zombie movies with guts, like, in the mid-70s. Yeah. No, uh, Heck, there's even there's an intestine or two in Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, the original. They're pulling that shit out and eating it. So, I mean, we got Zombie Jason. Where are the guts? Also, why doesn't he eat brains? 
No, he's following the governor's law of not taking his mask off. Uh, oh, gotcha. That's right. He's a sheeple zombie. He's a sheeple zombie. Gotcha. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> well, he is Tom and Jason. Yeah. Don't bring anybody down. Sorry for bringing you down. How about some angry pickle? Cheers, everybody up. <laughs> Did we have angry pickle? There was there no was no pickle. pickle in this movie at all. Jason's a giant angry pickle. Well, that's true. And in the like <laughs> like we were saying in the in the gag reel, there's a there's an angry pickle or two. Oh really? Nope. Mm. Yeah, I'll man. Check that out. I mean, it's a prosthetic, <laughs> but it's <laughs> right up your alley. Right up my alley. <laughs> check out some angry pickle. I'll be right back. <laughs> now. <laughs> And George, in, in your notes, you mentioned that you like the name Lazarus. I actually had a note about the name Lazarus too. Let me let me see here. Uh, Lazarus, it's a bit on the nose. <laughs> bit on the nose, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I said I love the New York mountain landscape in the background. <laughs> yeah, it was New like, York, New Jersey, like uh, Arctic they mountains. They took that boat right through upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's like they got Alaska in the background. They're talking about going to New York. Yeah, it's the quickest way to get to Manhattan. <laughs> right. It's like we're in on, a, on a boat. Sometimes you got to go south on the interstate to get somewhere north because you got to hit the interchange. <laughs> Coming out of right. uh, Crystal Lake, New Jersey, you've got to make sure to hit Niagara Falls on your way back to Manhattan. Exactly right. It's the it's, best way to get the, to Manhattan. Uh, it's the uh, Albany Channel. <laughs> Think of all that momentum from going down a waterfall. It just pushes you all the way to the ocean. <laughs> That would have been great if they like took the boat through Niagara, <laughs> and you're sitting there with a map. You're like, "This isn't you happening." I I would have been happy. <laughs> I'd have been happy if they just took the boat to New York. You know, yeah. like that'd have been cool <laughs> for a movie about New York. Are you saying this movie would have been better if the writers had maps? No, the movie would have been better if they didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's a Dan fixes it idea. Why don't you just do part eight, Jason on a boat? Ending with pulling into New York Harbor, and then Jason right. Nine, Jason in Manhattan. Because budget-wise, that's why you got Jason on a boat. But you could have used could've... the money from Jason on a boat, Part Eight, to fund Jason taking Manhattan. They're not going to get much money from Jason on a boat. I don't know, man. That's it's a fun movie. Yeah, maybe. If you don't, don't have the bait and switch of you think he's going to be in New York the whole time, like slaughtering people at Madison Square Garden while the Knicks lose again. Were the Knicks bad back then? I know they're bad now. Yeah. Hotter would have been way too short to be in the in a Knicks scene. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked. I think. It looks silly. It looked like Harry Anderson's. <laughs> It'd been your Chucky moment, right? He would have fit in the le- in <laughs> in between the legs down at the bottom of that basketball yeah. poster. Poor Kane. Oh, poor Kane. So short. He's a short, angry pickle. But you know, okay, so guys. Let's just assume for a second that we've found a way. We haven't, but let's pretend we did. We found a way to accept the fact that he gets in a boat, mysteriously travels to what is supposed to be like, I don't know, a coastal harbor in New Jersey on its way to New York. Let's just all pretend we're cool with that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Jason rides up an anchor, looking kind of cool. I'm not going to take away from the image of him coming out of the water. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then he does the Jason laugh again. Only worse than in part seven. <laughs> My note for this, Jason laugh. What the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck. <laughs> and I All in caps. All caps. WTF, WTF, WTF. Why, why is he laughing? Does, I think it's just bad placement. Does he have like a, is he getting a little tickle? Is he like, hee, 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 I'm on a rope. <laughs> 
It's because he feels clever. And well, he did see the hockey mask, right? Is that no, the this is when he first gets out of the water. I first get out of the water. It's supposed laughing. to be like, ha, 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 I've found more kids to kill. But it comes off more like, wee, I'm enjoying this ride. Or it's the Garth I, climbing the rope in gym class. Like when we used to climb the rope in gym class. <laughs> I honestly think that that's a total mistake. It's just a bad placement of a sound wave. Uh, I don't I don't think that was purposely done. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty, yeah. I'm 90% sure. I'll put the sound clip in here. If it is, then they, they all need to lose their jobs. Well, they need to anyway because they made this movie. It's a laugh. God, please man. don't be real. It's so real. <laughs> it's just real life. But at least we have the deckhand. He's telling us Doom is here. We we needed some Doom in our Jason movie. It's been a while. It has been. You're all doomed. <laughs> well, you're all doomed. There's plenty of those guys on the corners in New York City, so I'm surprised they didn't do that instead of the, the guy, the deckhand, doing it. How it did how did the deckhand know that this boat was going to be doomed? I think he says it to everybody. Broken clocks, right? Twice a day. <laughs> I I guess. He's, he's but fake like, news. At least he's like New York City fake news. At least, the, at least the first guy, actually, you know, there was an actual, you know, thing that happened, and a legend that he was referring to at the specific lake. Like this guy, there is, a boat arriving in the New York Harbor in the middle of the night. They're doomed. How does this guy know they're doomed? Maybe he's not he talking about before. Jason at all. He's just like, oh, you wimpy high New school City. kids are going to go down to like Times Square. <laughs> you're all doomed. Yeah, you're going to buy crack before you leave. Yes, maybe <laughs> that. That's yeah. That's the explanation. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it tradition? I'm not a big tourist, right? I, I've been to New York. I don't plan on going back anytime soon, but I might if the right motivate. You know, if if some if the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl in New York, maybe I'd go. After hmm. COVID, I like New York. I'll go to New York again. This is totally apropos of nothing. I'm very tired, guys. I am not a big time travel guy, tourist guy, but is it the tradition when you're about to go visit a famous place that you give the girl you like? A souvenir of the place you haven't been yet. Yes. That was confusing yes. as hell. Yeah. Like if I was going to go to Seattle, mm-hmm. I would go online and purchase a space needle mm-hmm. uh, necklace, give it to my wife when we were on the plane. Or an Antifa t shirt. Hey, <laughs> hey, honey, <laughs> I'm so excited to take you to Paris this summer. So to celebrate, I bought you a uh, an Eiffel Tower keychain. What I had to do, though, I, didn't, I had to call a guy that lives in France to go buy it from the Eiffel Tower, and then we had to airmail it here. It was really expensive. But now, to anticipate our trip to go to the thing, I, I what? Yeah, why? You can just buy it when you get why there. Why did he give her yeah. a new... No. <laughs> Here's this Eiffel Tower <laughs> necklace. I didn't buy it in France. I bought it here. Yeah, I bought it off a guy. Because that's more special. He, he didn't special. have a store. He just had a trench coat full of souvenirs. Right. It's like a knockoff Eiffel Tower. Yeah, he's got like a table at the top of the who's train a, who's subway. Another, who's another less well-known uh, uh, engineer from that time period? It's the Eiffel Tower. It's that, it's that tower. Yeah, it's, it's that tower. <laughs> it's like one E. One E on the Eiffel the Tower. The Eiffel Tower. Yeah, the Eiffel. One F. <laughs> 
It's the Statuette of Liberty. Anyways, yeah, that's normal, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A statue. It's a statue. Just so we're clear that that's a thing that people do. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't buy anything for anybody, so. Hey, Travis, uh, do you need yes. to, like, take a break, you know, hit the bathroom, get a snack, open a drink, anything like that? No, why you want to talk about next me? Next in my notes, it says, <laughs> George and Dan talk guitars for an hour. Oh, shit. So I thought we would just give you a break. Yeah, yeah, if you want to, that's not happening. Go grab a pickle in the fridge. <laughs> I can't. I, you know, well, you can you know. watch the angry pickles on the. Uh, <laughs> on the. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> just use one of those incognito browsers, because you know, mess up your Google ad history if you. Can you guys do that at one? <laughs> so here's the thing. Maybe I just need a new, because I mean the segment comes up enough. We need a new little musical intro for the remedial guitar class podcast where we mm-hmm, teach gosh. travis the nitty-gritty of guitar hardware and tone not happening so george why huh what because i have two left hands it's just not happening you don't have to play yeah. leo leo fender never played a guitar george hasn't made a movie yet it's true it's true true story i mean i assume you have i'm you know i i haven't seen your yeah, iCloud. So i don't know what you do man <laughs> I guess I have seen your skateboard As long as videos. I get to do a podcast where I explain uh, the history of garage model kits. No, exactly. we have to fi- No, we have to find something that me and you Travis are well versed in but Dan is not. Dan is and not. We'll do that podcast. Call We haven't found nothing yet though. Trash uh, New, uh, New Jersey style like uh just <laughs> Geography. <laughs> New Jersey geography. Maps. We're in the knees today. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Get your backpack ready. So, George, Unbelievable. you met JJ. She's not in the movie very long. She does a pretty good job of faking it when she's playing the lead bit at the beginning. She tries. Her chord work, she tries. not so good. I wasn't buying her her fake rhythm guitar playing later. Nearly as much as I was buying her fake lead play at the beginning. Like, her lead play was yeah. good enough that I thought, this lady actually plays lead guitar. Like, she may not be playing live, but she she knows how to play a guitar. Right. She was, like, kind of, like, staying in a box, like, moving like you would move, you know, when playing lead guitar. Yeah, there I was, agree. like, a, there was a... Yeah a method to the madness of the notes she was picking with the left hand and her bending mm-hmm. technique was pretty good. I was digging it. Her her whammy bar technique was fantastic and at the right time. Yeah, her whammy stutter was fantastic. Yep. But then when it cut... Although her whammy, her whammy bar was coming out of her tone pot for some reason. Actually, oh. you know what? Well, that sounds good. It was not coming out of the tone <laughs> pot. I did a full-on CSI <laughs> investigation today because I knew this would come up. George, are you sitting down? <laughs> yeah. Do you know where the prop department put her whammy bar? It looks like in her tone pop. It was. It's in like uh, the knob area. Okay, go pull up a uh, a picture of a current production model Gibson Flying V, which is what what that guitar was. They didn't want to tell us. I guess Gibson didn't want to pay them the, the 10 grand or whatever. So they taped over all the Gibson stuff with pink tape. But check out what's going on 
down by that triangle of uh, tone and volume knobs. It's this pickup switch. She put, they put the props department, somebody put a whammy bar into the pickup selector switch. What? What? <laughs> what? Guys, what? Now, for our <laughs> listeners that don't play guitar, and for Travis, if he's still listening, <laughs> the yeah. whammy bar is the thing that... I know what that is. You know, when Van Halen would do it, rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. yeah, or in the case of this yeah. song, they kind of like push it down so fast that it kind of stutters the note a little bit, which is, it goes, it's, hmm, 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 hmm. yeah, okay. it's a cool, yeah. cool 80s thing. The whammy bar on a guitar is a mechanical device. It's literally just a lever that makes the strings looser and then tighter and then looser and then tighter. Right. But it has to have contact with the thing that the strings are in to make them move. It's a simple which device. Is called the bridge. The bridge. Gotcha. Now, those Gibson guitars have a two-piece bridge. You can put a whammy bar on a Gibson bridge. That's a thing you can do. And they opted not to do that, and instead they just jammed it into the front of the guitar so that it would be visible. What the hell, guys? It kind of looks like... Makes about as much uh, sense as this movie. It kind of looks like a... Uh, what the heck is that Fender... Is it a jazz master or a jaguar? One of them type of tremolo of where the offsets. where the bar actually does yeah where the bar actually does go underneath the pickguard and all that action happens underneath the pickguard. It kind of looks like that, but I also know that that was a that was a flying V, and that there's none of that going on. Are we talking about the uh, Mighty Ducks? The flying V, yes. I mean, if you were putting this into like anatomical terms, they put the whammy bar like in the taint. It's like, it's <laughs> close. Hey now. It's regionally in the ballpark, but it, it wouldn't do anything there. It would just right. maybe break off if you tried too hard. Oh, guys. It's disconcerting. <laughs> no, what actually makes it worse, George, I know you didn't notice this because I spent way too much time looking at frames of this movie today to try to figure out what was going on there. There is one shot of her playing in the stairwell when she's doing her cool music video, bad rhythm guitar playing. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that they just didn't clear the music that they originally intended and they mm. just replaced it with something else and that's why it looks so bad. Because she looks like she's courting chords. She knows what's happening somewhat. Anyway. At one point, for an inexplicable reason, there are two chords plugged into her guitar. One chord plugged into the input (laughs) jack and a second chord plugged in where the whammy bar used to be. Why? Why? I didn't notice that. And then they can switch back and by the time he cues up the baseball swing... It's back to the way it was. Why did they do that? What is going on? Huh. I will tell this you, though, uh, baseball swing <laughs> with a flying V. <laughs> I kind of dig the baseball swing with the flying V. So much so, a poster of it is above my computer right now. I'm looking at it. And actually, on this poster, they, they put the whammy bar in the correct wrong spot, just like the movie. <laughs> the correct wrong spot. So that's kind of fun. Spot. Yeah, that's a terrible place for a switch too. Oh yeah, I'd never, 
No, flying V's are not for me. You can't sit down with the darn things. You have to, like, straddle your leg with... Ugh, it's just... You can sit down with them. But you have to straddle... Yeah. The, you have to. It has to bridge your leg or else it just slides right off. Yeah. And then it ends up so. in the taint and we're back to that problem <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you have... It's definitely a very... It's got to have a terrible neck dive. The, fl- the flying V. I, I would imagine it'd be a neck... What's the opposite of a dive? Like a, a body dive. Like it's just like, woo, heavy body. Like the opposite of an SG that has a, a real bad head dive. This would be a head, hello. Hello! I don't know. You think so? Yeah, man, the heavy body with that mm. extra extended low V. I think we've really lost the audience. We should probably bring it back. Yeah, yeah, cut all that out. How's I'd how's your angry, angry pickle doing there, Crotch Travis? It's doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> what is Crotch Travis from? I don't. Get... Is that when my one talk like this? It was when the uh, his first Crotch microphone Travis. stand had a blue pill right. moment. <laughs> oh right, right. <laughs> Crotch Travis. He was talking to us through his uh, scrotum. Shit, I remember That's that. <laughs> I was just talking oh, to you through shit. my quado. <laughs> oh shit. Bad reference. Love it. George doesn't know what that is. Oh, but he will. George. He will know. Why in some shots is the swimming kid flashback Jason completely normal? And in other shots, he's got the offset eye and has some makeup. And then sometimes he's just like a little monster kid. Why can't I get a consistent swimming Jason monster kid? I don't know. Is it because the movie's not very good? a good answer yeah might be yeah that's why man hence why i said this movie has more holes than jason's hockey mask it didn't make sense to me either i was like all right they're all visions but why they she doesn't really know who he is and she's seeing him in three different versions she does know who he is yeah but she's seeing him uh, subconsciously because her uh bill nye (laughs) <laughs> uncle right was telling her story told her the story in the boat before he pushed her into the uh but why is she seeing three versions of him uh, no i don't know it's not explained maybe it's a comment on the inaccurate but very real attempts at the human psyche to take trauma and deal with it in creative ways some of which the frontal lobe can't uh, possibly understand hmm no, I don't I think I, it would have been better. I think it's just a <laughs> shitty movie is what it is. Yeah, yeah I think it's <laughs> yeah, it's probably just shitty. With its yeah. evil towers and its statuettes but think, of liberty. Think about how like what I said for part seven, think about how it would have at least shown some kind of effort if they would have connected these two psychiatrists with that group from part five and connected all these characters to that camp. Maybe that's a problem so, though. And here's why I would suggest it would be a problem, having not actually thought about this yet. What I don't like about a lot of movies and TV shows is that after a certain progression through the like the beginning plot, right? The the first hundred episodes that you actually had to sketch out when you got the network to agree to do your show. When you get past that period and you start kind of, where do we go from here? Right. It always ends up circling back to this large group of people that were at the beginning unrelated. Now, by this point, 
It's like a closed-off little family. Case in point, Star Wars. Not a huge Star Wars fan. I'm coming around because I have kids and it's fun to see them. Right. Enjoy these universes through wide children's eyes. You know, it's, it's okay. It gives me a new perspective on a thing I always thought was kind of lame. But the idea that everybody is just either related to these four people or they don't matter and they don't have the force. Like, it's lazy storytelling mixed with, like, this weird, like, family reunion syndrome where all of a sudden, by part eight, we're all just, right. we've got this one thing. I don't think they need thing. to do that. I mean, with with the Star Wars thing, it's 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 a Skywalker story, so you're going to have family connection. Uh, with this, I'm just saying... If I guess because I've, I know you're not a fan of the Marvel universe. I mean, I'm not a, le- I'm not an anti Marvel. Okay, person. so then you understand that with good writers and a good production group and uh, CEOs, they work really hard to even retrofit things and continue a story or or take one character and fit them into another story that. Ten years ago, they weren't in the same story, but they figured out a way to loop it around to where, okay, this works because these two things are related, and now that helps the whole story. So if yeah, they're able to figure and that it's out. it's acceptable because they didn't trample on any important part of the story while right. doing that. Well, they sat down and they hashed it out, and they yeah. have 15 to 20 people who are like, okay, this is what this character is about this one is about and then they all kind of do their own thing but these things are the ties that bind them so let's try to figure out a way to tell the story from nine different angles and they all end up in the same story at the end with what i'm saying is you know they spent a lot of time working on the jarvis character and how his his psyche is scarred and you know they they pushed it far enough to the point where they were going to say okay he's going to take over this mantle and he's going to be the new Jason. And then they never touch on it. But then the, there's parts in the successive movies that you can tie back to that. And they had the chance when they introduced Tina, here's a character who he would have met in that group. And then you have this doctor in part eight who is fucked up and has a terrible way of teaching children how to deal with things to the point where he's throwing them in the water and stuff, teaching them, you know, telling them ghost stories and then throwing them in the water. Like that's a way to create psychopaths. Like you're 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 basically not helping. You're actually helping your profession by almost feeding into these kids' uh, fears and whatever. So if they were able to connect all those characters in a good way, not in a half-ass way, but in a good way, it would have at least tied the whole story together. Wait a minute, Travis. Am I understanding that you're trying to say that Friday the Thirteenth, Part Eight? Jason Takes Manhattan is not <laughs> as well-developed as the three-hour, I guess six-hour, two-part epic that was the last Avengers Phase 3 movie? Is that what I'm not understanding saying. from what you not just said? Not saying that. Just saying people need to take more pride in their work. That's all. Oh, man. And it's like, okay, you really... It's 1987, 88, 89. You have that... Time, there's nothing else going on in your studios. Hey, hey. So sit down hey, and figure it out. Travis, I feel like you're really underselling the importance of American classics like Coming to America and Big Top Pee Wee that right. Paramount was shoving down the throats of the willing public. Yeah, but that's different. I mean, 
I'm waiting for that's my a proven director, and, and you know, I mean, where it's John is my Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine? Jason versus Pee Wee. <laughs> I mean, ironically, it would also take place on Forty Second Street in New York. <laughs> then you would have really got a good Jason laugh. Oh my! <laughs> oh my burger! Oh my darling! And you get some angry pickle. A lot of angry pickle. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we watched a movie today. We should probably talk about it. George, uh, yeah, I want to know what you were thinking when you saw Charles McFrickin Culla, Charles McCullough, staunch father figure, <laughs> victimized by what had to be probably the the first and i'm gonna say last time a person in new york was ever set up by an underage or nearly underage blonde girl with a video camera for evidence (laughs) i'm glad that never happened again to anyone in new york (laughs) did you find that that scene Uh, was a very nice it was uh i don't know Okay, so I know a little bit about what you're talking about. So the the Dan. the dad guy. I know I know a little bit. Just a teeny little angry bit. Just a little bit. I heard a little bit. Um yeah, so what about it? Did I think about that? Were you thinking uh, about uh, you know, the crypt keeper himself getting opening up the crypt for the that poor actress when <laughs> <laughs> Charles <laughs> Charles McCullough is is victimized by the uh, biology project ambush. Um, is he making a political reference? Yeah, he is. Okay. I mean, yeah. sometimes the stars align, guys. <laughs> and we watch a movie that just happens to perfect. time very well. The timing was perfect. It didn't cross my mind, but now it is crossing my mind. It's the same exact scenario down to the you know hidden camera. Yeah, it's good. It's hilarious. I have to look into the actual thing that just happened recently. Ugh, it's so gross. I don't know what happened there except for the goggles. They do nothing. I don't know if you watch The Simpsons, but you're going to need your eye bleach ready, man. It's not stuff you want to see with your eyeballs. No, oh, even better. Hey, so, but what do you think about the biology project? Apropos of any parallels to the real world. I thought it was contrived. Yeah. You know what else is contrived? Friday the 13th, part eight. (laughs) 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 I did like that you mentioned the shower scene in your notes uh, because we do every now and then see glimmers of what used to be uh, in these franchises. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, it just took part three's like no nudity or barely any nudity shower scene and did it again. I mean that. It, yeah, it happened. It is funny if you that watch. Was, that might have been one of the best kills, though. This movie. Did you? Uh, how many times is did you the watch mirror? the mm-hmm. mirror? The, yeah, they that was heavily edited. How many that, times? How many did you did uh, you rewind and watch that scene at all? Because the thing I noticed no. today. Now you know how you love it when I update you on the resolution of my movies. This I do. Is just a two K <laughs> scan uh, in the new box just set. Just two K. So you should mm. be able to see it on the Blu Ray that you've got. It's okay. obviously a stunt double that does the like straight up just like football tackle head first into the mirror. Her okay. her wig game is on point. Nice. 
if by on point I mean it's such a bad wig that it made me smile. So I had to go back <laughs> and right, watch it again. On. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and watch it right now. Shit. Shoot. I, I'm surprised that this still exists. I thought that would have been in the trash can when I got here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. I'll tell you both seven oh, and eight. Come on. Both if you come into these movies, seven and eight. That's with, like saying syphilis is not that bad. If you come into syphilis <laughs> with too high of an expectation, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> but if you come in remembering the last time that Travis gave you syphilis, it was really bad. The second yeah. time's not so bad. Not so bad. It's, I actually, it's I enjoyed my watch of part eight today more than I have in a decade. Because I came in thinking, oh, God, I hate this movie. And then, you know, I still well, do. Well, again, you have nostalgia for it. So nostalgia helps. Well, and little stuff like the horrible wig that the stunt lady's wearing as she mm. just goes straight head Who first into the She's mirror. She's kind of kind of attractive in a bad 80s blonde kind of way. He's watching it at 1.5. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but her tats are not attractive at all. Her tats? Yeah. She you mean like the, the sharpie? Tat- as uh, The Rock would call them Mickey Mouse tattoos. Yeah, the Sharpie stuff. Well, I mean, that was just her biology project, man. She I know, a... but they look like uh, the stuff that The Undertaker has on them. Those are real tattoos, though, and The Undertaker is amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like when The Rock used to make fun of him. <laughs> 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 she looks familiar. I don't know where I know her from. I think you've seen her in uh, Friday the 13th Part 8. <laughs> 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 I have to check out her IMDB. He looks like Rob Lowe's son. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see this wig. She's actually kind of smart, though. This would have been a good way to homage uh, Psycho. She did it kind of smart because she like she closed the door like slow and quiet. Yeah, it didn't matter. And but... then Kane. Wait, that's a wig. Yeah, that's bad. That's like she Norman Bates' like wig. 45 years old. Yeah, that's not that's a total body double right there. I wonder how many stunt women had to audition for the, like, hey, we're going to put you on camera. You're going to be nude. You're not going to get any kind of, like, additional payment for this. Oh, and you're going to have to run headfirst into a glass mirror <laughs> and just take yeah. a fall like a champ, like. In your skivvies. It's a hell of a stunt, man. She, I mean, whoever that lady is, she did a hell of a job. But the wig department kind of let her down. But, you know, yeah. she probably had some extra padding in there, to be fair. like Padding in there, yeah. She yeah, had to do something. Cause check, out, hold on, check out the sink move. The sink moves when she hits it. Oh, shit. She really uh, went all out. No, that's, that's she classified moved. as like a Home Alone stunt. Whereas a kid, you're like, man, that looks so cool. I wonder why. And when you're an adult, you go, oh, God, they really did that. Mm. That's why it looks yeah, so she good. Hit that sink. She hit that sink hard enough to move it. Yeah. It's a hell of a stunt. It really is. I think it goes underappreciated because it's so fast, but wow. And the wig. Holy moly. And he's like, I don't want to look at myself. I want some glass. There is an extended cut of that kill on the special features. It's just basically just more of her just full of glass shards. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Why? He's got his back turned to her. He's smashing the, the, the she mirror. She could have gotten out. He's trying to pick up a piece of glass. It, it just The door is wide open. Leave. Well, she's got Run. head trauma, man. You you remember what happened in Chainsaw when that lady Texas, got bopped on yeah. the head? Like, 
Head trauma's real. Mm. If you ever get a chance to watch Ar- Dario Argento's Door into Darkness, the TV show that he did in the 70s, uh, it's actually on Shudder now, if you want to pay for a subscription there and watch a bunch of Argento. Uh, there's a, one of them involves head trauma to a male character that's very realistic. Like That guy's just out and like he needs a doctor. <laughs> it's really good acting you know you don't usually usually in these movies it's like oh my head hurts and now i am slow this guy's just like dead and probably his brain is swelling and they probably need to get him to a doctor it's really scary it comes across as scary you gotta, you gotta watch it shutter 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 i want to get that argento argento shutter door into darkness do it it's cool and tenebrae's on there watch that too tenebrae, tenebrae. So, George, how hard did you laugh when Jason saw his own face of sorts on a billboard? <laughs> I didn't. By that point, he was crying. Oh. I didn't laugh. Were you cursing Travis and I's names and making little voodoo dolls and stabbing <laughs> them with things? I did feel a little weird on my way over. <laughs> not not quite. <laughs> a little tingly in the nether regions. Oh, my. But <laughs> <laughs> uh I didn't stab you there anyway. Stabby, stabby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Jason on the billboard. That was cute. Next. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. It's like there, uh, there were some really good visual scenes that just they just they they blew it. But I mean, there there were some really. Thing, nice things that were set up. There was nice framed imagery, but it was just to me. I'm just sitting there going, "It's, it's it, you could totally tell that they've they have no budget, they have no no vision, no anything. They just want to get him to New York to try to sell tickets. That's all they want to do. Why don't they have like the national hockey goalie competition in Times Square? And they're all wearing Jason masks. Yeah, <laughs> and that would be really terrifying. <clears throat> For all the people that got off that boat. Do you know how much money it costs to build a a bunch of hockey masks? I mean, you'd have to spend tens of dollars to make a bunch of hockey masks. Tens. It would never (laughs) work. Well, they were supposed to have two-thirds of this movie was supposed to be in New York, and they wound up not even doing ten minutes. Fifteen minutes. (laughs) So you can tell they had budget problems. They weren't making a shit ton of masks. Oh, I was just kidding. But that would have been funny. That would have been funny. That would have been worth it. Would have been a na- like a 1960s Batman episode. Yeah. But it would have been hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of uh, all the errant and out-of-control punching of one of those Batman <laughs> 60s uh, big brawls between all the look-alike Batmans and the look-alike <laughs> Mr. Freezes and the, it's me, chum, when Robin tries to punch the real Batman. Uh, you guys have all seen that, right? Just me? Yeah. Okay, forget it. Anyway, Julius, guys, Julius, the hero of this movie, if you ask me. Yes. You know what was missing from that scene? Which scene? A a pal, a pal burst. Oh, like a pal and a biff <laughs> and a... His when head. his head comes off? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so bad. That's so good, but so bad. It's terrible. So, back in, in 2009, guys, remember 2009? Yeah, remember so it well. Vaguely. A while ago. Uh, FridayThe13thFilms.com ran a DVD contest where they wanted you to talk about your favorite scene from part 7 or part 8 
and Remedial Dan himself. That's me. Uh, actually, one DVD copies of Part 7 and Part 8 because my description of Julius in his fantastic fight with Jason uh, mm. was the most like overwrought and silly entertaining one they got, so they picked me. So thanks, Friday the 13th Films. I still have those DVDs. Wow. And now I talk about them on a you. podcast. You're like a celebrity and shit. Oh, I mean, there's three or four people that are probably pretty mad that I'm <laughs> still, a, you know. <laughs> They wanted the, it's they like wanted it I, to be more random. They didn't like that it was funny. It's like when I won a teddy bear off a radio station for my Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. It's good shit. <laughs> what did you win for the uh, crotch, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> a a a deeper Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! But I do yeah. love Julius. I love the idea of finally someone trying to go hand to hand. And I also like the kind of dismissive way that Jason just like takes it until he's bored, mm. and then is he wearing like a jogging suit to like totally nineties stereotypical? I can't, I'm trying to remember if he's wearing a jogging suit. He's got Not yeah. Jason. He's he's Julius. Got <laughs> <laughs> George is looking at me like Jason's wearing a jumping uh, jogging suit. I'm like, oh, no. Hold on, let's go. Uh, let's go <laughs> plus thirty let's, on this. Let's pitch. check that one out in an instant replay. <laughs> let's go. Let's go plus thirty on this bitch. <laughs> and skip right to that part. Skip to the loo. But yeah, he's got like this whole track thing this going on. This is going to be there the longest podcast ever. Yeah, that whole disco scene was supposed to take place in New York. There were so many things. Yeah, let's just look at Julius here when they're yeah, getting, he's wearing getting a, their he's, weapons. He's together. wearing a, uh, what do you call it, a Flava Flav jumpsuit. Here's the thing. Imagine being the screenwriter. And writing these epic scenes in New York, and you've got this whole like Studio Fifty Four meets Friday the Thirteenth scene in your mind, and it's more crowded than that, you know, pool scene in Nightmare Two, and you got people dancing yeah. and and having it, and they're so busy that nobody's really noticing the horror that certain people are. And then imagine looking forward to seeing this movie, getting to that scene, and then it's just literally him and Kelly Hugh on yeah, a dance floor. That's it. When I saw this m- coming out, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see A, B, C, D. And then they never do any of them. What were the that A, B, C, and D? I think we could... No, wait. Before just... we get to that, though, I think that that prom uh, or whatever, that dance floor scene kind of felt a little bit like Phenomena with the music. Mm. Like, like going, the chaos going on. Yeah, the, the yeah. chaos, the chaotic music, whatever going on. Like a sensory I overload kind of thing? Yeah, I, I thought it was a cool idea, but... I think the execution yeah. is pretty good if you look at it as a fan of, like, stunt work. Because right. I didn't, the way yeah, he just I tosses just, her on the floor and the landing that that actress had to make, whoever the stunt double was, I mean, ow! Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, damn! But yeah, it's just... Imagining what they had envisioned when they wrote it versus what they finally oh, yeah, did. Definitely. Like I was sitting there, I, I pictured a either like with the club scene, like Jason going into a nightclub full of like ravers or whatever and just <laughs> I want to see his interaction off. with the bouncer. Yeah. Oh, that would have been amazing to see mm. him try to get into a club. Like, like I was picturing like uh, Terminator. When when they all end up at that club and yeah. they find Sarah, like it would have been great to see Jason deal with a bouncer, that would have been amazing. But I also thought of like American Werewolf in London, 
that chaotic scene after he breaks out of the theater, like that's what Jason should have done either on the subway and just just mowed some mothers down, like talking head count 30 easily. That would be crazy. Mowed everybody down or in Times Square. Like I know it would have been impossible to, you know, stop traffic and all that stuff, but with editing and then build something at a stage, you could have done something really cool where you you edited you know, field footage of Times Square and Jason mowing some people down in Times Square. You could you could reenact that. But it would have been to me the payoff would have been him just taking out dozens. Like I, I thought that when he comes out of the and he's standing in Times Square and they do that whole, you know, pan around and he's looking around you kind of think to yourself, what is he thinking? He's thinking, look at all these people. I must, I must do this. <laughs> like he should have t- had a total rampage, and it never happened. I'm like, wow. Or maybe he's looking around at all the freaks and geeks around him. And he's just like, I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> mm. <laughs> nah, I wanted no, to see him. Not. Stuck in a train would have been really cool because it it would have had that that um, alien type. You know, everybody's kind of compressed in a little container kind of feel and they have nowhere to go and they just have to take it. That I wonder if it good. would have been because there's a lot of like slasher and proto slasher movies on trains. I, I just wonder if it would have felt I mean in a lot they of ways done they, it in the train station they could have just gone back and been like hey what well, worked in all these old train movies okay let's do that with Jason but not credit him. That would have worked fine. Well they kind of do it in Predator <laughs> too, and it was kind of cool where he wipes out an entire train full of people and it's like to me that would have been a great Jason thing just to watch him just like a machine just mow people down that movie's missing it big time as it is though I really like the Times Square stuff me too it works I love the list lift up to the mask to the punks Mm -hmm. for some reason that just always tickles me even now it's so funny I like when he kicks the boombox. That's, to me, <laughs> ultimate asshole Jason. Turn off that, that garbage. That's Tommy Jason. <laughs> like, Tommy Jason don't like that new Tom music. Jason. Need some Hank Williams. Hank Williams <laughs> makes Tommy Jason happy. I like how everyone in New York doesn't even think twice about some guy running mm-hmm. through completely soaking wet in a hockey mask, walking down the street. Like, nobody wants anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they don't think, you know, what the heck is going on here. They're not, like, curious. They're not even phased. This is the Northeast. We don't, like, if you want to run around with a hockey mask, go ahead. So be it. You know what it's they're like thinking whatever. the whole time, George? They're thinking. Does he have Broadway tickets? Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, again, that would have come into play with the interaction with the bouncer. You would have been able to get that attitude from the guy, like, you know, he he would not have been scared of Jason, and it would have been a good little northern, you know, northeast kind of face off, to where you get that fuck you kind of attitude. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, I, yeah, I, you got bring it, you know. <laughs> I really and, like the diner then, scene, the fight. Yeah, Jason on Jason violence. That's pretty cool. Jason on Jason. Yeah, that's right. What happened there? Uh, you're talking about the uh, the Jason from a future Jason movie being in this movie? Yeah, the the guy that runs up with the pot of coffee that gets thrown yeah. into the wall is the guy who ends up playing Jason in Freddy vs. Jason. Freddy vs. Jason. Huh. Word yeah. up. Pretty fun. 
Yeah, when that's the best trivia of a movie, though, I don't know. No, <laughs> I actually like I like this movie. It's fun to rag on it, but I like probably 60% of the movie, which, given how much we've made fun of it tonight, uh, may not come across. But you know what I don't like about this movie? Gang members, racial stereotyping, heroin, and rape. Those are all mm. things I don't need in my Jason movie. I mean, we haven't had mm. any kind of sexual element to Jason or any killer in a movie since part three with the weird flashback that might have been rapey. Right. And that's mm. like the lowest point of the franchise for me to that point. And here we are again, and I hate I hate everything that happens in fake New York. All that Vancouver, New York nonsense with the gang members. Right. I... Mm-hmm. I hate that movie. Really, once they leave Times Square, I could just turn it off because there is nothing left for me to like after that part. Did I hear it correctly? Did they say that the original ending in this movie, he was supposed to grope? Jason was supposed to grope the final girl? Ew. And they decided not to do that because it would have made Jason too human? It almost fits with what this director's misunderstanding of the character seems to be. Like, if you notice the kills leading up to this, there's a lot more like, I'm in the room, you know I'm here, and I'm taking a long time to kill you because I want to hear you yell, no, don't do it. Right. It's gross. It's not in any other Jason movie. But there's like this permeation of like grossness to the way that Jason does all the kills. And so it wouldn't surprise me if someone threw that around. I've never heard that. It's gross. It's real gross. But, like, the people making this movie made some gross choices, so maybe they did and somebody talked them out of it, I hope. I don't know. Yeah. But to me, the only thing worse than rape in this movie is um, Jason's face. I, I really... You mm. know, there's one and shot when he's chasing her down the subway, or the, I guess the sewers, right? Right past the Ninja Turtles. Uh, mm-hmm. where the lighting hits just right and his weird, like, the kind of jaw that's lower than it should be and, like, not perpendicular to his face, right? Like, the right. saggy jaw thing hits the light just right and it's creepy as hell. But then another yeah, step I, forward and you see the rest of it and you're just like, oh, no, he looks like a dummy. It looks like a jack-o'-lantern. Like, it, it's like, I don't know. It It bothered the shit out of me. I mean, paint him and orange, like, and you've got a franchise crossover. <laughs> hey It does. It looks like the, the pumpkin mask in Halloween 3. It's just it was it's such a bad design. And I don't know if Nicotero is involved in part eight. I'm just going to say no. The, he, somebody was listed in the uh, credits. I didn't recognize the special okay. makeup department guy. It's not anybody I'd ever seen. Because I know Nicotero is like... Uh, Involved in some of the terrible Jason or uh, Michael Myers masks. So, just saying. Turns out it's hard to make a Michael Myers mask. That's why. Apparently, yeah. Uh, But no, none of these names jump out to me. But if it was the Jason Jason face from even Freddy vs. Jason when his mask comes off, that's a pretty good looking face. Even if they did that, I don't know what the hell they were thinking with this thing. Yeah, I don't. I'd love to hear their thought process on. He looks like a Puffin, HR Puffin stuffed Muppet. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. It's like they just had an extra puppet from Meet the Feebles, and they were like, "All right, throw a hockey mask <laughs> on it. We got our Jason." That's funny. Can we watch that movie? 
that probably shouldn't be part of the mainstream, but what the HR props and stuff? Meet the Feebles. Have you ever seen oh. Meet the Feebles? <laughs> no. Meet the Feebles. It's Peter Jackson. Okay, check this out, Travis. You might oh, want to check right. this out. Peter Jackson making like a Muppet kind of movie, but like yes, I'm aware of this. Yes. So George, you've seen the Muppets. You're aware of like Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. <laughs> yes. Now imagine if the Muppet Show took place in 80s New York and involved things like <laughs> sodomy and AIDS. Yes. And it's a musical. Sounds, and it's directed by well. Peter it's Jackson who did the freaking Lord of the Rings. Sounds like Rent. It's Rent with Puppets yeah. directed by Peter Jackson. Rent with Puppets. I love it. It's awesome. Avenue, we should watch it. Avenue if, Q without the humor. Yeah, Avenue Q but like with a darker sense of humor. Yeah. And no taste. And no taste. Yeah. Avenue Q with less taste. It's amazing. You have to watch it. I will watch it anytime <laughs> you guys want to. I, I That movie's wonderful. Yeah. You may think so. it very odd of me, but I really like that movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck finding it on DVD, though. I don't think it's had a release in quite some time. Peter Jackson has it on his website, probably. It's so good, Not. man. That's one, you know, in the great like pile of movies I would show people just to be like, hey, you've got to see this weird movie. Town That Dreaded Sundown, <laughs> Lucio Fulci's mm. Zombie, Deep Red, and Meet the Feebles. Crazy Cray. Crowd pleasers, man. You got to stick with the crowd pleasers. Meet the Feebles. Meet the Feebles. Maybe we could just email him and ask him if we could borrow his copy. Oh, I'm sure Do I could find Jackson? it on eBay. He's probably completely accessible. Yeah, he's yeah. not up to anything. What's he do? <laughs> he's not doing anything. He works for Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, isn't that New Line? Wasn't New Line the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yes. Which is hilarious because New Line started off so crass. Well, yeah. So, George, we come to the end. We've got Muppet Meet the Feebles face Jason mm-hmm. in the Ninja Turtles goo so bad. without David Warner <laughs> to save secret it. secret of the ooze. <laughs> yeah, there is no secret to this ooze. That guy tells you it's yeah. coming, and then it comes. Uh, so bad. What do you think about fully restored to childhood form Jason? Just it like, makes about as much sense as uh, fully restored dad from part seven. Okay. I think... I think I'm getting an idea of what George expects from these movies. <laughs> now he's, he expects nothing. Now he expects <laughs> very little. Okay. Good deal. I think our job is done here. I mean, yeah. I will tell <laughs> to you, though. show the downfall of, of, a, of a franchise, basically. When you guys finally get into the game, there is a lot of aesthetic stuff from Part 7 and Part 8 that end up in the Jason game. Uh, most notably, Part 8 Jason has the fire axe, which is amazing. Uh, the flare gun, you'll run across that mm. all the time. It's super fun. You get to shoot Jason in the face with it. Uh, mm. Nice. There's the shotgun that there were like two floating around, but at one point Julius has a shotgun. Uh, Tommy Jarvis mm-hmm. comes loaded with one. Mm-hmm. So the Tommy Jarvis of the game is like a mix of Rob from part four, Tommy Jarvis from part six, and a little bit of Julius. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be fun. You're going to like that game. So my little fun fact is uh, Jason made an appearance on Arsenio Hall, and the, he stayed in character the whole time. So it's worth saying. I'll take a look at it's that. It's probably better than the entire movie you just watched. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's not the worst movie. It's just the worst Jason movie so far. Yes. There are way worse movies. I can't think of there any are, right now. Yeah, like but there Rat Boy. are worse Rat movies. Rat pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, Memorial Valley Massacre comes to mind. <laughs> that's not a good one. You can avoid that one. Killing Birds. That that one's not good. The Feather of the Plumage Crystals. No, don't be talking it's about the bird. bird with the crystal plumage. <laughs> bird with the crystal plumage wouldn't wipe bird its butt with, with this plumage. movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think the credits of that movie is probably better than this movie. Did this movie even have credits? It didn't do the Jason begin like the black screen credits thing. It just went straight to the, hey, it's New York and you want to get some, but you're going to get heroin instead because it's New York. All right, first of all, who gives away their heroin like that? Yeah, right? Be- like, if I had heroin, I wouldn't be injecting it into somebody else. Be injecting it into me. Yeah, right? And not giving a fuck about anything else. I don't know, man. I don't understand. I've you know, I'm This is before the opioid e- epidemic though, so Yeah, this movie not, mm-hmm. might not play as well anymore as it did <laughs> in the eighties. It doesn't play at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would have thought that the downfall of this movie would be uh, an opioid <laughs> conscious audience? Oversensitivity of opioid <laughs> addiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not all the racial insensitivities and I remember the last or the time raping. the raping. I remember the last time I got to play Warren Zevon's Carmelita at a bar because like that we reached a critical mass with opioids that me singing a song that even mentioned it got such a look from the audience that I was like, and we don't sing that song anymore. Mm. That was a shame. That's a good song. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a couple of Zevon songs I've had to take out of the quill, if you will. It's very sad. Mm. Those Londoners don't want to hear about their werewolves anymore. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, George, where do we go from here, man? You got Baby Jason restored. Are we going to go like the Baby Jason route? Forget Tommy Jason. We got Baby Jason. <laughs> Killer Baby Jason. Uh, I I don't know. I think he's all Jasoned out. I don't know. How oh many more man. of these are we doing? Twelve. Twelve more. Twelve more. Yeah. Twelve more. <laughs> We're gonna get to Friday the Thirteenth Part Twenty, and then you can quit. Man, I I mean I can do anything for a month. Where do so. we go from here? I don't know. Where do Where do we go? Like, what are we doing? Uh, no. We gotta see if gotta if watch Jason. If, and ten. if Jason was a, uh, what did I call him earlier? A mania, then it could go anywhere. We could continue this forever indefinitely. But now we just, I'm sure that the next movie is going to start in some way that has nothing to do with this movie because that seems to be a trend now at this point. We'll have just to start wait and the see. next. Yeah. Now, if you want some extra credit, it's been a while since I've offered much extra credit. Mm in 1988, there was a movie that came out in the UK called Unmasked Part 25, which may have mm. been a slight dig at where Friday the 13th and other franchises were at that point. It's a standalone mm-hmm. movie about a serial killer slasher guy named Jackson. Love it. Who wears a goalie mask. Love it already. And it's kind of funny and it's kind of scary. And it's weird as fuck. But I highly recommend it. It's 
one of my favorite like oddities of the late 80s. It's on Tubi if you want to watch it, or you can buy the. It's on Blu-ray from Vinegar Syndrome. It's real good. Uh, it it's an excellent companion piece to Part Eight because it does it better and it did it first. So you'll see like scenes where he's walking through, I guess it's London or whatever major city they're in, and you're just like, oh, this is what Part Eight tried to be, but didn't. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I recommend it. It's not good. Like, if you come into it with high expectations, you'd be like, oh, it's a little slow. I don't know that all the humor works. You know, okay, whatever. It's way better than Part 8, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, if we're comparing it to Part 8, it's probably like... Just from now on, a, compare a every movie to Part 8 so that you love all the movies. There, Yeah, it's a strategy. It's just like a life philosophy now. There is a purpose to watching all these. We can compare our lives to Part 8. Every day, man. At least we're not on a boat. Is, it, is that how you stay so peppy, Dan? Yeah, man. I just part eight all day, every day. <laughs> if you get bored, mm. check out the extra features on part eight. This just made my day today. Uh, slashed scenes <laughs> for part eight. There's not really much gore removed. There's a little bit. But there's like this weird plot thread that like they're the final graduating class from their unnamed high school. And it keeps popping up in dialogue that ended up getting cut from the movie for no reason. Uh, Mm -hmm. During all this cut dialogue, it comes out just for no reason except for, you know, the the Friday the 13th Part 3 rapid character development that the captain of the ship tells the one guy who never has any backstory. They're like, hey, I hear you're part of the diving team. I hope your diving goes well. Maybe when we get to the middle of the ocean, I'll let you dive off the high board off the boat or something. And you're just like, wait, what? Why? Huh? And that's the guy that ends up climbing up the ladder and falling high dive style onto the radio antenna (laughs) and getting impaled. Mm. So there was like a whole reason he was going to have to fall, man. And they took it out. (laughs) I like it. So dumb. I love it. If you (laughs) if you come in expecting it to suck, this movie is fun. It's just I don't know that we ever prepared you for how bad this was going to be. So you might be mad at us right now. Wait, what are you talking about? Part eight, eight. yeah. Oh, nine, yeah. yeah. Part eight, yeah, yeah. But uh, see, we you have to suffer through this because we did, and it it there is a purpose. Like it, we're we're basically showing the downfall and and what happened between nineteen eighty one and nineteen ninety one, where the slasher film basically became a parody, and it became sadly uh, uh, not respected and just Mm kind of like a cash cow and people would come and see it and complain about it but they'd go back to the next one and it was just like a yeah it kind of brings in the early 90s and what we are going to go to and show you why this had to end and and then you'll see the remake of the original and you'll be like oh okay yeah okay so sounds good i love part nine i'm so excited Part nine was one of my favorites as a kid for a lot of reasons. So where do you go from here, George? Do you think just fresh start, just dump everything we just saw? Yeah. I keep hoping that little baby Jason will be running around fully freshly formed (laughs) and like blending in with the local like elementary school for wayward children. And nobody knows he's really Jason Voorhees. They just think he's the quiet kind of contemplative type. He'd be contemplating that machete. Yeah. Fetal Jason would be kind of cool. Just cutting his way out. 
<laughs> like Ouch. like larvae Jason. <laughs> oh jeez. It's, it's just like, like the uh, Cronenberg movie Shivers. Yeah. Just or like 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 squirm. Poop worms. Poop worms. Why why do they look like <laughs> poop in that movie? I liked Shivers, it was cool, but the special effects, like you could have made your monster look like anything. And you made your monster a poop worm. That's neither here speaking nor there. Of, speaking of Cronenberg, we have to do the fly. We have to. Help me. I have to do the fly. Help so me. Are you ready for the uh, the final lap here, George? You got nine and ten, and then you've seen Freddy versus Jason. We can skip that one. We can skip that. And then the remake. And then the remake. I saw Freddy versus Jason a very, very long time. That's you're, a fun movie. You're asking to watch more of these movies is what I'm hearing, George. I'm I would sit it. and watch Freddy vs. I love Freddy vs. Jason. It's great. Well, what year did that? What year did that come it was out? Like two thousand nine, I think. Okay, that's the year I saw it. Yeah, like I saw it right when it came out. That's a fun ass movie. No, it was like two thousand three so, or four, two thousand five. Was it? Was, it? Yeah, because the remake. Oh, maybe was, five. Yeah, because I saw the it. The remake was nine. Yeah, I or skipped 10. prom to watch Jason X in theaters. Ugh, so sad. I didn't mind. Prom is stupid. Uh, and then <laughs> so is Jason X. <laughs> but it, yeah, that's true. It's fun. Like it's got its thing. But it's we got its thing. We got to get to Jason X first. So the next movie, George. I don't even know if I want to tell you the title. I think I'm not going to. Uh, Travis, do you have the next two on DVD or Blu-ray that you can bring over there? Yes. Excellent. Oh, they didn't come in your set. No, that set I sent him is only one through eight. It's the Paramount Years. Gotcha. What else were they doing? <laughs> oh jeez uh, louise the accused i mean that's a real movie that's a good movie yeah i haven't I don't seen think it had anything to do with i don't know if i've the, ever the, seen it all the way through but it, it it's well regarded i love the accused well i don't love it like it was a good movie i probably wouldn't watch it again but it's, a, it's <laughs> it was Os- so good it's probably Os- wouldn't it's, watch o- it again. it's an oscar award-winning movie but it's the subject matter is pretty disturbing. Well, and you know how they paid for that movie? All that Jason, Jason money. <laughs> so you're welcome, Jodie Foster, eventual star of a real good scary movie that won an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Your big break comes from... Uh, well, that wasn't her big break. She was a huge star before that. But I'm just trying to make Jason <laughs> responsible for all this. And it's She was the first fetal Jason. She's been acting since she was a baby. I don't think fetal Jason Jason's got legs. I don't think you're going anywhere no. with that. <laughs> he does, but he can't walk. God, can you imagine what a fetal Jason <laughs> would look like? It would be about as boring as part eight. <laughs> it would be just like a little like lizard dragon monster baby <laughs> crawling around at high well, speed. It's a stupid idea. Be, it would be interesting. Hey, guys, it's Dan again in the editing room. Just wanted to point out that everything I just specked out that sounded ridiculous is the actual plot of part nine that he's about to watch. Jason goes to hell. George has no idea and continues on as if I was just kidding. We really, I mean, he walked right into an ambush. Anyway, back to the show. It would be, really what that movie would be, would be an insight into Mrs. Voorhees. I've specced out a prequel to Friday the 13th that I think would really, I think it would move people. I think you could make a real grown-up adult like Hollywood movie out of it. I'm excited for part nine. I love part nine. It There's some stuff about it. I mean, it's the angry pickle movie. Aren't we excited for some angry pickle? 
Oh, uh, that's part nine. Part you shouldn't nine. have told me. Wait, there's you an don't angry see pickle angry pickle. Nine? It's just from oh, the gosh. director's commentary. They oh, talk about angry oh, pickles. Okay. All right, folks, join us next time for Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine. Jason goes to hell. Okay, officially it's not Friday Part Nine. It's just Jason goes to hell, but that's a licensing issue. Uh, we are not beholden to, so we're calling it Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine. Jason goes to hell. Come join us for the angry pickles. And the demon fetal Jason monsters running on the floor and rebirth and body hopping. All the stuff that George has been looking forward to, but like way worse than he ever imagined. As always, you can find us in the meantime on Twitter and Instagram at at Remedial Film Pod. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Remedial Film Pod. And you can email us your best suggestions for how to deal with fetal Jason at remedialfilmpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time for Jason Goes to Hell, Friday the 13th, Part 9.